You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the weekly review, the cultural crossroads where Gen X and Gen Z meet halfway to discuss points of views regarding things that have happened in the last week in the world of cultural entertainment. Last week was Oscars, this week was the Grammys. We'll briefly talk about stuff that went down. I had the misfortune of watching possibly the worst movie ever made, The Bubble, which begs the question, what's the problem with Judd Apatow? Ben Cardew has had better luck focusing his attention on Wet Leg's fabulous debut album. Let's talk, shall we? to a cut from our album of the week Wet Legs eponymous debut album and that song Your Mum opens with one of the best put downs when I think about what you've become I feel sorry for your mum that should be on a t-shirt they've got so many good lines they really really do and uh, Isle of Wight who knew I mean how many bands have come out from the Isle of Wight I think level 42 from the Isle of Wight level 42 yeah. wow have you ever been to the Isle of Wight yes for yeah. the for festival the festival ah right 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 beautiful place Isle of Wight I, if, if, if I was English I would try and I would dream of buying property there like as my weekend home or something I went there once on a holiday and not, not to any kind of festival just with a friend of mine yeah. and it was, it was, for some reason he had access to a house there Ah. Uh, and it was lovely. It's kind of quite melancholy. It's a weird yeah. place. Like. And super chill. Everyone's really happy because it's a small, you know, I guess it's like living in the Balearics, like in Menorca. You know, it's a, <laughs> not quite. Not quite, <laughs> not quite. But, you know, that kind of thing where you're surrounded by water and everything's like natural and beautiful and, and people are just nice and chill and mellow. I, living on an island. Um, speaking of people who are chill, Mar, how are you doing today? <laughs> you're super quiet. Yes, I, I think I'm just... <laughs> catching the the what's it called like the cold but the one that people are getting now it's the not the old cold the retro yes, cold yes the retro flu not COVID. the retro one yeah i i'm i'm yes i'm feeling a bit under the weather under the weather oh, yes no. that would be a very uh, the kind but of expression you would hear in worry. the isle of wight but <laughs> can we just big up uh mars tiktok adventure wow yeah you, you really are a content creator I am. The thing I love the most about um, doing what I do, it's like I can tell people my job is being a TikToker. Like, it really is. I'm getting paid There's a to future. be a TikToker. There is. I mean, we've seen Instagrammers uh, who've made, become millionaires. Uh, yeah. This is your medium. Well, I don't know if I'm going to become a billionaire, millionaire, but I'm... I'm getting paid to do TikTok. Yes, <laughs> but you're, that's it, actually my job. Exactly, and you're and you're 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 still under thirty, you know. So you're on the you're on the way. You're on the way. And it's big, like the TikTok. It's like yeah. uh, thirty-two thousand it. followers, one point one million yeah. likes. You're um, missing out if you're not following Radio Primavera Sounds TikTok. Well, do you know what? I had TikTok, right? And mm. then, uh, do you remember someone at someone at work in the IT department said we should all disinstall it from our phones? Because it was basically I, the Chinese spy, and I, I, I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And um, I, I was sort of was a bit bored with it by that point, anyway. So I disinstalled it and haven't gone back. But like, you, what you're doing is making me is making me think. Definitely, yeah. I should. I thing is, I've got such a toxic relationship with Instagram. Like, I really feel like a heroin addict. Like, sometimes I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll catch myself <laughs> looking at it, like. <gasps> I didn't even remember like opening the app, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm 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 I've been wasting half an hour. My baby's got like screamed all over her face. He's already eighteen. Yeah, like, the, exactly. The, you know, she's already like on, in college, and it's like, what happened? And it's like all my life is just uh, rubbed and scrolling. So that's why I know that TikTok. And if, you're only annoyed because you didn't record all of it for Instagram. You're like, oh god, I don't care about my life passing, but I didn't get the graduation picture for in, for, for Instagram. That that sucks so much that whenever something exciting happens, it's like, oh how would I put this on Instagram or how would I contextualize it so it would be the best content ever? You know, I don't just enjoy things for the things that they're... When you're at a concert, it's like, oh, look, 
well, if I had a better angle, I could make a little 10 second Instagram story and it would look really cool. But no, I'm going to try and live in the moment. That is such a feat. Living in the moment, like the people who went to the Grammys, I guess. I'm trying to call it. Seamless. Cheap segue, but yeah. Big thumbs up for that. that. Yeah, um, the Tell Grammys us, happened. Did they? Apparently, yeah, because I, the thing I was like, and that confused me. I was like, what? The, the Grammys now, just after the Oscars? I don't remember this um, happening every year. Like, I remember just having a time to think about the Grammys, then yeah. later having a time to think about the Oscars. But if you remember, the Grammys were cancelled due to COVID, yeah. like a few months ago, which seems like centuries ago. It yeah. seems like COVID. What was that? I, I don't remember. Now we're into colds and stuff. Um, but yeah, the Grammys happened and they decided to put it right after the Oscars when people are very tired of award shows and things happening like including me which I live for that kind of stuff stuff but I'm a bit tired I'm like guys give me a couple more weeks and I will be more excited because I do love the Grammys and well yeah I not the awards themselves because but the red carpet yeah the red knows. carpet seeing all the celebrities and and seeing what they were doing and stuff but this time I yeah. don't know I I, I wasn't really paying that much attention, but I I did end up paying a little bit of attention because obviously they were all there. Olivia Rodrigo was there, yeah. which is the reason I I really wanted to see what went down and stuff. And Was Will Smith there? He's a musical artist. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he was the first time that rap music was nominated, uh, had a category in the Grammys uh, back in 1989, I think it was. Will Smith was a candidate, but he boycotted the Grammys because... That award was not going to be televised. Oh. Good work, Will Smith. Yeah. Good work. So he, he, Will Smith has done a lot of good things. He just messed up really badly. I <laughs> think it's he... getting out of hand. The thing about Will Smith, like he actually just slapped someone, and and I've seen like a lot of articles saying yes, Will Smith's career is going south because of this, and I'm like, there were a lot of people who had sexual allegations which we will talk later oh, that yes. have no repercussion um, but you uh, slap someone and then suddenly your career may be over like I would take a slap over getting assaulted <laughs> his career is not over it's not over no, I mean they have no. said that there were two projects that uh, yeah, two the streaming platforms one, were yeah. bidding over and all of a sudden they've retired their bids mm -hmm. and stuff but it's like Will Smooth movies make money it's just like even like even the ones that weren't so um, popular and stuff they always like they're always super bankable um well it's what yeah. i was saying about the a-list you know it's like uh, i think it was matt damon you know this is uh, this is why i'm obsessed with because these are normal people who all of a sudden they calculated that someone like matt damon and will smith is probably the same for every cent you invest in matt damon you get 24 cents return at the box office like matt it was damon. calculated matt damon He's 10 like years the ago. most random celebrity. Like. Yeah, but he was, yeah, yeah, you he, know what he, I mean? Like yeah, his like movies were... Blockbuster movies. Block Tom, Hank, uh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was probably like yeah. 36 cents on return. Uh, Will Smith is probably mm -hmm. up there, you know. Like, uh, anyway. And it's, again, we're talking about Will Smith. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, stop, See, stop See how this guy will... Well, no, no, but we're talking about Will Smith because like not so much happened at the Grammys. Yeah. Right? You we know, have like to those... go back to the Oscars yeah, because God. the Grammys were so step boring. Up. Well, that's why, no, you know, step up like Grammys. Like no, someone should it's have... not their actual fault. It's like the date they decided to celebrate it. Like, why Why would you do that? But yeah, um, nothing really much happened. Um, I, I don't... No, uh, upper, um, Olivia Rodrigo won quite a few of the Grammys she was nominated for, so I'm super into that happening. You go, Olivia Rodrigo, I love you. Um, be my friend. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, of course you are. Um, and obviously, the, the final conclusion we can take of this year's Grammys, and I think last year's Grammys and the year before, is that TikTok is actually dominating the, the industry. Like, where does Olivia Rodrigo come from other than TikTok getting obsessed over her music or or when, I, or well, yeah, Lil Nas X and stuff like that. So, yes, it's just confirming what we already know, TikTok. Um, well, the music industry owes a lot to TikTok and, and that's basically it. And the thing that I 
wanted to talk a bit about because nobody is talking about. It has a little bit to do with the Grammys, but not that much. <laughs> um, because Caesar and Doja Cat won um, for best duo. Duo, right? Yeah, 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 they yeah. have a song together. The Kiss, Kiss Me More. It's actually a very catchy song. I like it. Uh-huh. Um, we we put it on, didn't we? Didn't we listen to it when we talked about Doja Cat? I think yeah, probably. Yeah. It's like the most played song ever. Um, right. So putting it, putting it on, not that much of an achievement. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, uh, well, one thing I'm going to segue a little bit. But Caesar was wearing, well, not wearing, but had crutches. And, yeah. and oh. she had to go up um, to the stage in crutches. <laughs> but as we already talked about, because I think we talked about Caesar um, like a lot of episodes ago, um, that she has a weird thing for lying. And <laughs> you could tell, like, I... Apparently, she did really break her ankle, but she was walking. She was she was like acting like um, like a limping, like if, but all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, she was limping, and then suddenly, when it got too slow, she she walked a little. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> and someone said, Lady Gaga was um, help, helping her with the train of her oh, dress, yeah? and someone said, like, oh, the divine touch of Lady Gaga <laughs> cures people from limping and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it really looks like uh-huh. that. So, uh, and someone else said, like, um, in Spain we have this 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 saying that says. Um, se atrapa antes a un mentiroso que a un cojo. And what if you're both both a liar and, and, a, a, and, and a, a limp person? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna translate. You you catch a liar quicker than you catch a limp person. No, limp. How do you say uh, cojo? Cojo. Uh, a lame person. A lame person. Um, lame. Yeah. You catch a liar <laughs> quicker than a lame person. But what if you're both like Caesar? Uh, yeah, you're both a liar and lame. <laughs> Hang on, I love how Lady Gaga is, is taking this narrative of being like the person to fall back on. Like at the Oscars, yeah, how she, she had so like that moment yeah. with Liza Minnelli where she's like, "I got you." Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it was such a like sorority mm-hmm. like that. But there, there was another moment caught on on TikTok or something where Lady Gaga at the Oscars gets approached by Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> And Caitlin's like, hey, Gaga, I don't see you at the Starbucks anymore ordering lattes. And, and Gaga's like super like, she doesn't really feel like talking to her. But she, she's super polite really, and ladylike. Yeah. But she's like, oh, yeah. I, like, it's, I it's changed almost baristas, like a, which is the best ah, sentence I have ever heard. I changed baristas. <laughs> and Another t-shirt. <laughs> yes, please make t-shirts. It's like she shaded it. Caitlin. It's like, why are you shading Caitlin? You know, it's like, oh, she's the worst person ever. Caitlin Jenner is Caitlyn now the worst. Caitlin Jenner is a horrible oh, person. When did this happen? Uh, when thought, she was we... like a Republican and making her like identity for the, like, make for the bad things like I, I hate her but yeah <sighs> Lady Gaga she's okay. the best she's a she may lie but I love her even more for that mm-hmm. and Doja Cat which is the important thing I wanted to talk about and discuss a bit because I feel like I'm the only person um, trapped in this narrative and I want someone to be with me um, <laughs> so you're the chosen one <laughs> um, and apparently so, because no one really I've didn't see a lot of people talking about it on Twitter or anywhere. But Doja Cat, a few weeks ago, um, was um, supposed to perform in Paraguay because she is doing like a South American tour, blah, 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 blah. And this performance got um, cancelled due to a storm that was happening and and was very dangerous. Like They had to cancel the, the whole festival, so she didn't end up playing. Yeah. And fans got mad at her, like the Paraguayan fans got mad at her because she didn't even tweet like a, an apology or something, like acknowledging the fact that she didn't... Um, she wasn't able to play like, oh, I'm so sorry to my Paraguayan fans, like, mm, see you soon or something, something uh, acknowledging them because they were sad they didn't get to see her. But she didn't do any of that. So they started like tweeting like, eh, hey, can you um, say something? And they got even more mad because the following day she was performing in Brazil and she did tweet about um, the Brazil show saying she could have done better and she was feeling sorry that she felt like she could have pushed more um, the the performance or something. And the Paraguayan fans were like super mad that she um, did perform in, in Brazil and mm. and she felt like she didn't do um, her best. Um, but when she didn't perform in Paraguay, she, she stayed quiet and, mm. and they didn't like that. So um, they got like into a beef with the actual Doja Cat because she ended up um, responding to the backlash she was getting and she said um, 
I have it written somewhere. Like she actually, she said she wasn't sorry, like for not speaking about it, and and it got even bigger because now the fans were even more mad because Dojakat was talking back to them Ooh. in that sense, and the beef got bigger, 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 bigger to the point um, where Dojakat changed um, her username and and put I quit, um, and then. She said, like, in an actual tweet, it's gone. I don't give an F anymore. I effing quit. I can effing disappear. Uh, I can wait to, well, fucking disappear. I don't need you to believe me anymore. Everything is dead to me. Music is dead, and I'm a fucking fool forever thinking I was made for this. I I was made for this. This is a fucking nightmare. And follow me. Oh, God. We've all had that feeling many times with anything, you know, where you just can't get... You get fed up with everything. You get fed up and and one bad criticism or or many criticisms coming at you through social media and stuff Mm -hmm. trigger this kind of... This is the... the, the, Yeah, artists, you got to be careful with this. But wait... It is, the thing is, it doesn't end here because I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, okay, a musician that that um, just gets to the to his breaking point or her breaking point, and it's just like an outburst of 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 anger. But it doesn't mean she's actually quitting. She's like at the highest point of her career. Like, how are you gonna quit now? And and the next day, she tweeted like a kind of an apology, like. I, I was mad. I do owe my fans a lot because she said to a, a fan, like responding to a fan, don't ask me for shit. And she was like, do ask me for shit because I, I do owe you things and I want you to ask me things. Um, but uh, um, she kind of apologized. So I was like, oh, OK, she's not retiring. She was just very tired of everything. Makes sense. Um, and then... Um, a media outlet tweeted like um, an article that said maybe the Jalcat isn't retiring after all. And then she um, responded the tweet and said, yes, the fuck I am. And I was like, wait, why Why is she? If, if, because she's going out of her way to, to make sure people still think she's retiring. And if it wasn't true, why would you do that? And then she tweeted again. For those who are seeing me at the After Hour Tours, um, tour because she's touring with The Weeknd mm. and and people were saying it's false that she's quitting because she would have said um, she's leaving the tour with The Weeknd and she said in this tweet um, I'm not bailing from the, the Weeknd tour mm-hmm. um, yeah, and the fact that I'm not bailing doesn't mean my ass isn't going dis- disappear right after. I still got shit I gotta do and a lot of you all think because I post a fucking picture on Instagram and stuff it means I'm not out a picture doesn't equal go- a music, goofy. Hang on a minute. Is she the same artist who <sighs> can't... S- Remember there was an artist who was um, supporting another act and got a lot of hate, uh, bad uh, negativity? Rico Nasty. No, oh, no, no. Oh, no, that no. was Rico Nasty. Sorry, sorry. I've, I've just been looking at Doja Cat's Twitter. I don't know why I don't follow her because it is spectacular. <laughs> She's so good at the internet. And she had a TikTok. It was really funny as well. But she also ended up quitting TikTok for a bit because she also got a lot of attention and it can get out of hand. And and that's that's where I'm at because she got asked at the red carpet of the Grammys. This mm. is where I tie everything in. <laughs> um, she got asked at the uh, the red carpet of the Grammys, what about um, quitting music, music and stuff? Because um, she was there to receive an award. So mm. it seems weird to retire now. And she didn't really respond to the question. She just said, um, and stayed quiet when she got asked about quitting. So, and, and, and the speech she, she gave when, when receiving the, the Grammy with Caesar, mm-hmm. she was super emotional and saying like, yes, I like to downplay things, but this is actually really big. I'm really proud, blah, 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 blah. So if you see her, she is so proud of, of her music, of where she got and stuff. Like, was she crying and then rethinking of not quitting? Or was she crying because she is, like, emotional about the fact of quitting? Like, what? where do you think she is going? Like, I'm really 50-50. I, I can see her doing, like, a strange move like that of quitting now. I think she's going to quit <clears throat> for a few months and then come back. Well, you know, I mean, Jay-Z, was Jay-Z the first one to do, like, retire at the top of his game? No, David Bowie, man. David, when did he retire? Well, you know, when he was like, uh, he did his last this gig as Ziggy Stardust. He went that oh, time yeah? quitting. And then yeah? he came back, like, that was 1970. How many Four. years later? That was in 1970. <laughs> few months. Few months. Yeah. Because that's not quitting to me. Like, if it's a few months, it's like taking a break. 
But she said, I quit. No, but there's one, like, I, 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 that. I think you can quit and then come back a few months later because maybe in your mind you're intending to quit, right? And then, or like LCD Sound System, they quit and they yeah. came back and four five, years later. Five years later, and yeah. Cause, and and oh, now it's become a technique where you can actually bump up your cachet because if you retire, all of a sudden people miss you. And then... Uh, agents and all the booking people they're like look I will pay you whatever it takes to get you back because that you've created a nostalgia you've created I, this I actually feel bad for kind of a lot of musicians who don't retire because like not retiring mm. is kind of the cool thing to do yeah. but like sometimes you just take bands utterly for granted because they've always been there yeah. whereas if they like actually went and split up for a couple of years you'd be like oh wow I can't believe you know like or when they Radiohead are back or something. Yeah. You know, well, not Radiohead. That's not a good example. But you, you, you know what I mean. Mm. So I think she should retire. She should retire. And then like, come back. At the top of her game. You know, with an yeah, award in her hand. It's just been a year, Doja Cat is at that level. Yeah. Yeah, because she got big super fast during the quarantine. But isn't it like... And like, she did like... It's her first tour. Like, she is... Like, I, I yeah. love her. And I think... If um, she comes back, people are, are gonna like receive her with open arms. And if she doesn't, good for her if she, that's what she wants. But it's risky to do that if it's just taking a break. Because what if people forget you in a sense? Because it's not been that long. They know you. you th th another thing, right, is when Ben and I were younger, <laughs> artists would uh, appear, they would release a new album, they would go on tour. So if, a span of maybe three years, and then they would you know, maybe wait four years and another album would come out. You know, it was a healthy way. Mm -hmm. But this every day, posting, mm -hmm. every day, receiving mm -hmm. feedback, sometimes negative, sometimes positive. It's a little bit exhausting psychologically. I think this yeah. is what's happening to artists like Doja Cat. And we always know that female artists of this style style seem to get more, more of this intense uh, relationship online than a band like Radiohead yeah. or a band of just some blokes who just make write nice songs and aren't yeah you know. it's a thousand percent this reason because doja cat is is like expected like it's the level of what we understand for commercial now and mm. um, it implies you being super active in your social media and having this connection yeah. with your fans like doja cat is super funny supernatural online and that's what makes her the best star for today and and also putting music quite frequent frequently so you get the most um, hits and and she put out um, quite a few albums back to back ever since she got um, bigger. Like mm. it, it means a level of of working and exploiting yourself in, that it's quite unsustainable. And mm. that's what why she said like I don't know how I ever thought I would be able to do that because yeah. it's very difficult mentally and physically and everything. That's I think why you need to say I quit because if you like mentally i think if you really want to relax you need to quit if that makes sense like if you're saying i'm just kind of retiring three months your record label is going to be like all oh, right okay yeah, but can you just tweet this new single out oh yeah, yeah. but then you've got this remix you know and but if you're like i quit it's like okay no that's a proper kind of break and you can actually go and take a break take a maybe. break take a break Talk, can i ask a question yeah right john baptiste who the hell is he? <laughs> yeah. Who is the album. winner of the... Was it Album of the yeah. Year? He won loads of things. Album yeah. of the Year. John Baptiste? He was the most Baptiste. nominated one. Baptiste. I mean, can you hum a, a song of his? I cannot. And I was like, I'm going to listen to the album because if it's so good, I, I should do it. But I cannot get myself to do it because who who is he? I was going to listen just he before nice. today and then it just like... It yeah. went, out of, went out of my mind. It right. reminds me of, remember in Operación, the Spanish <laughs> Operación Triunfo, when Famous won? <laughs> yeah. the, the, black, the, the, the first black guy to win a, a, oh, that, a, yeah. a, a pop idol, Spanish pop idol. Click, 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 yeah. click. The crickets shrieking la, shriek really. louder than his career. Poor guy. I mean, it's like Amaya, Aitana, all mm -hmm. the ones from that, that edition. Like, there's been a few. Well, mainly Amaya and Aitana, mm -hmm. you know? Alfred, Alberto, Alfred, I can't even remember his name. Uh, All I know is that he got on stage with Nick Cave, bastard. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, where was, uh, yeah, so speaking of fashion at the Grammys, the Justin Bieber look. It reminded me of your look, by the way, Mar. I, I have you. to say it again. I need you to, you, you, that has to be your look every day. <laughs> I wear a suit every day. Every day with the tie, the over the oversized suit. Like uh, So, Mar at the Oscar party, didn't you see the photo of her? She wore like a look. You do follow me on Instagram. I posted a story, Ben. You should keep up. 
with my Instagram. <laughs> He's not one sorry. of your bubbles, maybe. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, she was channeling a look, an iconic Julia Roberts look from the Golden Globes when she was nominated for Anne Brockovich, maybe? Or I, I don't know, know when yeah, Julia she Roberts in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. And that look, I have to say, I love it because I remember the the daughter of Carl Hyde who plays in Black Country New Road I can't remember her first name that Caroline nah never mind she was rock when I interviewed them at the Weekender 2018 she was rocking the oversized um, secondhand suit you know from Omana or from <laughs> some thrift store and it's like this is a cool look and all of a sudden I started seeing like they're wearing it and stuff it's like oh okay the cool girls I think but Mar you nailed it you gave it the finesse with the, the tie kind of like a Diane Keaton kind of thing so then all of a sudden I see Justin Bieber copying you <laughs> with the oversized was it a Balenciaga I think it was with Balenciaga yeah, but he was like and he was pairing it with these uh, monstrous gothy mm -hmm. kind of crocs and uh, Questlove was also rocking crocs and I, I have a love-hate thing with the crocs I mean I think can I? I want to take. I wanted to get your view on this, and but I thought, no, I can't. It's ridiculous. And now the time has come round. Uh, you probably don't know. There's a footballer called Calvin Phillips in in the UK, right? Mm -hmm. He's very good, and he's been. Everyone's been talking about his weird pair of shoes recently. I want to get your opinions. As uh, what do you think? Are they Crocs? Oh. No, they look. Uh, yeah. What? They're like shoes in a bag. Yeah, it's like you they, put a, a paper I bag. I bet they're Yeezys or something. Oh my goodness! I'm glad I don't like them. And I was like, am I just? Is that just me? Is everyone going to be wearing these shoes in a bag? The thing is, I love, I love ugly shoes. They're the only shoes I like. The uglier, the better. And I'm here for platform Crocs, even though maybe they're a little bit last season. Last season was when people started wearing. Uh, a season, more, more a few seasons ago. A few, yeah. The chunky shoe, yeah. the, the but Crocs especially. Oh, the chunky Crocs. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm 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 waiting for a a new version of the chunky Crocs. Like, what will be the uglier version of something already ugly? And and the look, the Justin Bieber look, I did really enjoy it. Like people were um, giving him a, a bit of backlash of on the big suit like they they were not getting it but i i yeah, got into it uh, yeah exactly it's like you know what i'm 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 rich and famous uh, so what you know mm -hmm. i dress like this so what i get it but uh i th i'm wondering when is it going to be time for people to love justin bieber like they did there was a time that justin bieber a, yeah. yeah it's going to pass when? a bit though like that time when he released the song with um with Diplo and that was really big and, uh, yeah. and no, then the, came back the Sorry album yeah yeah what, is it called Sorry that album yeah the one well that sorry song is Sorry I'm not I sure I love yeah. Sorry Sorry yeah, the yummy. album where Sorry was that <laughs> album was uh, amazing and everybody loved him um loved that album and him for that but I don't think he was in a good place mentally but well, that was um, when he punched I, a bloke in Barcelona wasn't it oh did he know that that would that, I thought that was around that he time. He would have written a, a sorry song after punching, not before. These shoes... I don't think he was very sorry about <laughs> it. I mean, like, the bloke <laughs> was being quite annoying. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he, he. I feel bad for him because he's been getting the, the biggest online hate since he became like a global phenomenon when he was what 13 or 12 or whatever mm. like people just hated on 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 Bieber like oh this irritating kid and stuff even though he had like thousands and millions of fans and we've talked about the teenage fans and all this but it's like no matter all his phases he just he, the, no one seems to be on his team uh, in the general public and it's like I feel kind of bad like for for his psychology and his mental health even though I shouldn't why do I always feel bad for millionaires seriously <laughs> it's so easy to feel bad for millionaires anyway have you, have you watched Bojack Horseman yeah yeah. do you remember bit. there's uh, uh, the, the the cat whose name I've now forgotten ends up dating <laughs> two children who stand on each other's <laughs> yeah. right that's what Justin Bieber's look reminds me of quite a lot it does look a little bit like that, but that's that's fashion. That's baby. cool. No, I'm 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 into that. Add some Calvin Phillips shoes, and uh, we'll go. Uh -huh. Should uh, we listen to a a track? We good? Yes. All right. A track. Bubble guts.
banger. Oh, very good, Ben. Do you know the only reason we're playing that? Because we're going to talk about a movie called The Bubble. Yeah, I looked, the song's called Bubble, and that, and that was it. Very good, very good A-track. So last weekend, I was quite excited at the prospect of seeing a new Judd Apatow comedy on Netflix, The Bubble. It was Friday night, the baby was asleep. It's a gift for parents who enjoy light comedy, right? Ooh, perfect, you know, a new movie to watch. And it's a comedy by Judd Apatow. All his movies are so, we love them all. We, The King of Staten Island, Knocked Up, Superbad. Uh, 40-year-old virgin, Girls, the movie show, the, the series, you know, produced by him, uh, directed by Lena Dunham, created by Lena Dunham. Uh, so anyway, we were all super excited. And all of a sudden, what a disappointment. This film fails on so many levels, which is heartbreaking because Judd Apatow makes the kind of comedies with soul in them. You know, they, they make you laugh, but they also th you also think simultaneously. You know, it's, it's, it's quite a talent. You're like cracking up, but at the same time, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, oh, what? You know, he's introducing a concept in there. So, and there's generally good heart in his films. So, and as I say, his last movie was The King of Staten Island, where in which he he kind of put a little bit more drama than comedy into the film and stuff. And, and it's like, oh, this guy's going to become Oscar nominated or something, you know, because comedies never get uh, recognized at the Oscars. Well, some kind of comedies, but not his kind of comedy. It's like, no, no, no. Comedy has its own place. Uh, it's not there for the critics and stuff. But anyway, um, the film is... I don't know. It's just it's just full of gags that don't land. It's got an incredible cast which is underused. So it has all these subplots going on which are pointless. I don't know. Uh, so I thought, damn it! You know, when when a guy who is known for always having such a high bar of quality to all of his films, you can say that some usually the worst thing about Judd Apatow films is that they go on a little bit too long. But uh, nonetheless, you you always feel rewarded when you finish watching the movie. But but this one is just it's just I don't know it's and I will allow him a bad movie you know he's got such an incredible track record of films he's produced written or directed that it's like look I'll allow you a stinker but anyway I'm not going to focus on that I'm going to focus it just got me thinking about the brilliance of Jad Apatow but then I thought you know what there's a couple of things we need to hold him in check for and it's not the bubble Jad Apatow launched careers made careers for Seth Rogen. James Franco, Jay Baruchel, Jason Siegel, Jonah Hill, all men. And his wife, Leslie Mann, and now his daughters, Maud and Iris, are being introduced into Hollywood. And they're, they've are they got quite a few credits now, uh, being as young as they are. Maud being uh, the late, one of the biggest stars of the second season of Euphoria. And the Was she in the first season yeah, yeah, of Euphoria yeah. as well? Damn it. Okay. So, okay. So Maud's, you know, she, she's, she's doing cool things. And Iris appears in this movie as a TikToker. I, I was looking at the cast and I, I was surprised that he casted his wife and his daughter. Like, it's a, like nepotism in your face, but he's not hiding it. Like, but you I love guess nepotism. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. But I was surprised because sometimes they try to hide it when to not make it so obvious. And, and I've seen that Maud was also in the King of Staten Island. So he's yeah. like, if I can, I'm going to cast my daughters. Well, they like, are they are good. They are yeah, they are yeah, talented. Yeah. And, and Leslie Mann is an accomplished actress. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a bit like Gina Rowlands and, and John Cassavetes. You know, it's even though it's his wife, but it's also, you know, it, she's his muse uh, and she's she has incredible comic timing. She's got a she's got a high pitched voice. You know, she always does kind of the same role not in this one in bubble she gets a bit of but you know usually she's playing the mom the you know the mom at home who's totally overwhelmed and stuff like in most of his movies and stuff she does it well you know sometimes actors have to play to a type you know robert de niro will always have whatever you know what i mean she's got a type and she does it very well but but judd apatow destroyed katherine heigl's career right and katherine heigl uh, was it Ana uh, Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, she left Grey's Anatomy to be like a cinema star. Like exactly. she said, I don't want to keep doing Grey's Anatomy because I want to be a cinema kind of actress. Um, so I'm going to leave... Television. A, the, the, a role that's very... Um, that gets me in a very good place because 
Grey's Anatomy at that time was the biggest show, so it was very risky to do that. Yeah. And she failed. Like, Wait, hang on. He, she went to do Knocked Up, which was Apatow's second movie, maybe, or well, one of his first films after The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which is the movie that landed him in Hollywood as, as comedy royalty, right? As a producer, director, writer. So, Catherine Heigl, she was the star of Knocked Up, a movie. The story is that uh, she's really, obviously, she's super hot and in a drunken night partying with Leslie Mann, who plays her elder sister. She hooks up with Seth Rogen's character, who is this geeky, chubby, unattractive uh, guy, you know, and, and it's like, whatever, you know, she's had too many shots. So she ends up having a one night stand, a fling with him. She gets knocked up. And that's the basis of the story, right? This, 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 this hot Californian woman with this loser guy who just spends his days just smoking pot with his with his friends in this house, right? And and it's and it's I've watched it a lot of times. It, it really is one of my favorite Judd Apatow movies. It's 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 a very fun comedy. And Heigl is super fun in it. She's brilliant. As is Leslie Mann. As is the entire cast. They're all all of the legends are in there. So in a Vanity Fair interview in two thousand and eight. Heigl casually said that Knocked Up uh, was a little sexist. And I quote her, right? What she, what she, what they took, what they said. It paints the women as shrews, as humorless and uptight. It paints the men as lovable, goofy, fun-loving guys. It exaggerated the characters and I had a hard time with it on some days. I am playing such a bitch, which is what, you know, why is she being such a killjoy? Why is this how you're portraying women, Judd? 98% of the time it was an amazing experience, but it was hard for me to love the movie, right? So, up until this day, Judd Apatow and Rogan, Seth Rogan, still feel disappointed that Catherine has not called to apologize. Hang on, how do we know this? How do we, how do we oh, know this? I they... followed up on TMZ and all these right, things. Right, 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 okay. She, 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 she apologized through the press. Like, you know, she's like, look, I take back what I said. I didn't mean it in that way. It was obviously right, she, taken out of context. She has a point. Like, but she, she, made, a, she yeah. made a point, but this is the thing. She found out back then, what, how, you cannot say bad things to the men directing the movies. That's what happened also to Megan Fox. She said a bad thing about Michael Bay and he destroyed her career. Yep. Like, it's like she said something that was totally right. And it's like, you know, it was like, and it wasn't really that hurtful. And Jada Patel has said, oh, but we had such a fun time making the movie and we were all like a family. So for her to say this in the press, it was so hurtful. And it's like, come on, man. I mean, the film was a success. You've made money. All of you have become megastars. She just said something that wasn't wrong. And and they painted her as a killjoy. So she, Catherine Heigl became the killjoy in Hollywood. She and she she was making a string right after Knocked Up. She was like making all these like com- comedies and the wedding planner or a film where she's like a wedding planner and stuff, which was a lot of fun. I was I was super fan, a, a super Catherine Heigl fan. And all of a sudden, crack, the roles started drying up and stuff. And it's like <gasps> she's been blacklisted. And uh, now she's uh, appearing in a series, I think, and stuff like that. There was an interest in an interview in Ese Moda, mm-hmm. or Begonia wrote about them. Begonia Gomez Urzaiz, who has a, a section on Tardeo, she wrote about how Catherine Heigl is finally starting to get her foot back into her career. But she's had she's been out in the cold for a long time. So it's like Rogan Apatow, because because Rogan was her co-star and I think he also had writing credits and stuff. He 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 has not backed her up at all in this. And the fact that they still feel that, you know, she still hasn't apologized. In 2017, they, they still went on record like, well, she, I still haven't received a phone call. And it's like, well, maybe you should make the call or invite her to dinner. And it's like, hash it out because sometimes, you know, you should talk things out, not respond through social media or through interviews. Anyway. Um, but... Uh, this takes okay, so that's 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 them like the, the boys' club, right? That's one thing that Apatow mm, has a little stain on him, and I hope his daughters really grill him, you know, with this because they seem super woke and stuff. And I bet the breakfast he must get it from three sides: wife and two daughters. Like, Dad, undo this. Uh, another thing, people I, don't have breakfast together these days. Well, it's because in his movies, there's always scenes where the ah, families right. are having breakfast. Yeah, so they're, I'm they're, they're a reflection of his <laughs> of his uh, of his things. That's what he's good at. He's really good at, at family situations. Anyway, another thing that I'm gonna have to call uh, both Seth Rogen, who writes a lot of the movies he's in, and uh, Jad Apatow is the homophobia. 
the gay jokes, like the oh, it's, you're so gay because this, you're so gay because that, as if being gay is a, an act, a sign of weakness, a sign of lameness and stuff. And and it's like I go back to watch some of movies. Super bad was is one of my favorite high school comedies, just my, one of my favorite movies ever. And it's like now I cringe watching some of these these gay jokes, these gay bashing jokes, and. It's like, and it's not just the, those movies. It's all the kind of high school teenage comedies in America. There's always that let's make fun of this guy because oh, you're being so gay at this, or you, you know. And it's, uh, and it's usually, oh, and it's always guys. It's always guys saying these jokes. You never, n none of the female characters make fun of other females. Oh, that's so gay, or this, that, the other. It's always like, oh, as if being so gay is a is a bad thing, right? There, there's there's always this comedy angle of oh, you know, what if. People think he's gay and stuff, and it, it, everyone's do, done it. Even Ricky Gervais in The Office and stuff. It's like uh, David Brent is super afraid of people confusing him of being gay. It's like what's what? Stop it with this, okay? Stop it with this. It's not funny anymore. But I will say something about Seth Rogen that Luca Guadagnino said, because Luca Guadagnino, the Italian mm -hmm. director of Call Me by Your Name, and um, we are who we are. Yeah, he is preparing. A new biopic on Scotty, um, Scotty, the 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 fame, the this. It was. Let me find the name. Scotty Bowers. Scotty Bowers was an, a famous kind of a pimp in 1940s Hollywood. He was uh, the the guy who would procure a lot of Hollywood stars and producers with male prostitutes. He himself would also. He was bisexual, so he would, you know, and he would also find. Um, um, women for the lesbian actresses who were all in closet, in the closet, right? Because at the time, you know, you could be anything, but you could not be outed as gay in Hollywood because that was the end. Not, not, not much changed until recently. But anyway, but Luca Guaranino, speaking to Dev Hines in Interview Magazine, said a thing that caught my eye because he has decided to work with Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, who, uh, who wrote Superbad mm -hmm. uh, and... Uh, Pammy and Tom uh, was written and directed by no written by Seth Rogen and um. Evan Goldberg. So as a as a duo as a as a script writing duo, these guys are royalty as well, right? And it's like wow, look at what Anino uh, working with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. It's like my head is exploding, right? And he said, I quote to Interview Magazine, look at what Anino said. Some of the most exciting and titillating and unbashedly honest emotional bromances that, of course, include a beautiful undercurrent of homosexuality come from Seth and Evan. I'm thinking of the great Superbad. I'm going to put an Italian accent to make it the <laughs> And it's beautiful finale. When we talked about adapting the life of Scotty Bowers, the first people we thought of were Seth and Evan. And by the way, because I'm a voyeur and a sensualist, I'm glad to say that both Seth and Evan are very sexy. So I cannot wait to work with them. I have to find a way to come to America to be close to them instead of working by Zoom or Skype so that I can be close to their sexiness. The movie is going to be outrageous. It's going to be savvy like Scotty Bowers was. And it's going to be led by the principle of pleasure, which is always a good thing to do, because pleasure and joy are more interesting than imposition of enjoyment through a lens that is suffocating. Okay. Do you so, know, I suggested an interview with someone for Line Noise the other day, and they said exactly the same thing to me. Who was it? You were too sexy not <laughs> to You were too to sexy to be on to on interviewed Zoom. by Zoom. <laughs> yeah, although, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't actually say that. So. <laughs> I just kind of wish they. <laughs> so, uh, so obvious. So, so look. Uh, but going back to one of the most famous homophobic scenes in the Jadapatau canon, uh, there's a scene in Forty Year Old Virgin, which the scene alone on YouTube has racked up to date uh, one point one million nine hundred sixteen thousand four hundred views right uh let's listen to a little bit of it so that i can contextualize what's going to happen next i'm doing great i'm doing great so you're gay now no i'm not gay i'm just celibate i think i mean that sounds gay i just want you to know that this is like the first conversation of like three conversations that leads to you being gay like there's this, and then in a year, it's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of gonna want to get back out there, but I think I like guys. And then there's the big, oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a gay guy now. You're gay for saying that. I'm gay for saying that. You know how I know you're gay? How? How do you know I'm gay? Because you macrame yourself a pair of jean shorts. 
You know I know you're gay? You just told me you're not sleeping with women anymore. You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are? You know how I know you're gay? How? You like Coldplay. Oh, you're dead. You're dead. Oh! <laughs> okay, so I, at the time I found it funny, especially the because you like Coldplay. But it and and I thought, you know, I'm I'm not a homo I'm not homophobic. I don't think there's nothing wrong with being gay. But the this thing of being lame or being, uh, you know, we have to find another word for it because it is funny to make fun of uh, a person for having bad taste in something or whatever. No, that so it's payback time, ladies and gentlemen, because. If Hollywood tried to convince through its comedy for years that being gay was like a, a lame thing or anything, haha, guess what? You know what is the lamest thing you can be these days? A straight ass man. Yes. yes. So, Ben, do you mind playing the game of You Know How I Know You're Straight? Love to play it. Love to play it. <laughs> May I get started? You start. Johan. You know how I know that you're straight? Why? You quote Residente lyrics and add, that's what real music sounds like. <laughs> you know how I know you're straight? Oh, go on, tell me. Every Christmas dinner, you've started a sentence with, I'm no racist. In fact, one of my friends at work is black. You know how I know you're straight, Johan? Wow. When you wear a suit for a wedding, you pose for photos holding a glass of champagne as if you were some secret agent. <laughs> you know how I know you're straight? Fah, go on. When you order steak, <laughs> and it is brought to your table, you automatically high-five everyone in your three-meter radius. You know how I know you're straight? How? You look at washing machines like children look at salads. <laughs> you know how I know you're straight? Go on. Your eyes well up when Mark Hamill is rejuvenated with CGI to look like young Skywalker and his lightsaber is What's turned on. What's wrong with that? What the <laughs> hell is wrong with that? Okay. God damn it, you've gone too far. You know how I know you're straight, Johan? How? Uh, you stop talking to everyone in your family when you argue on Reddit about who's the strongest Avenger. <laughs> you know how I know you're straight. Go on. You talk like Jose Mourinho at a press conference when analysing your oh, child's football game at school. Harsh. <laughs> you know how I know you're straight? How? You started a blog writing only about the best burgers in town, which you abandoned after one month. <laughs> you know how I know you're straight? Oh yeah, go on. You asked for a loan at the bank to cover costs of all the lotions <laughs> for the beard and the man bun you grew when lumber sexuality was a thing. You know how I know that you're straight? How? You think name-dropping ACDC is actually a rad thing. You know how I know you're straight. No, you can't. You still say the word rad. Oh. <laughs> bravo, bravo. I loved it. Album of the week, Wet Leg, with the album titled Wet Leg. Why, why? I have a problem with that name because every time I mention it, I think of a, a, a wet leg and for some reason a dog's leg. Because like a human wet leg is, is okay, but but I don't know, I just think of a wet dog's leg. What's wrong with a wet dog's leg? I don't know. It, it doesn't mean anything. It's not like a phrase in English, like a wet leg. It's one of those phrases that makes you think it might mean something, if you know what I mean. Like, it kind of feels like it should do, but as far as I know, it doesn't. But I was talking to someone about it, and I was like saying, I was, and I said something like, oh, I can't wait to see Wet Leg at a festival. And he was like, oh, why are you going to piss yourself? Like, no, <laughs> no, ah, they're, they're a band. Because there's, you know, you, you know, like cold feet, like, oh, you mm -hmm. got cold feet, you, you didn't turn up at your own wedding, or um, you've got a hot head, you know, you can't stop talking, but a wet leg. Hmm. So, yeah. Maybe pee. they were making fun of... of Stuff like this, no? Like, let's just make a random. It's like I'm gonna party so hard tonight. I'm gonna come home with a wet leg, as in I pe peeing myself from having <laughs> such a great time. Oh, should we should we adapt it? Is that, that might be it. Right. This that, weekend, that I'm definitely coming home with a wet leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, this is what I like about them. One of the many things I like about them is they kind of create this whole world, right? They've got the, their own little world of things. So, like, you can imagine wet leg means something. You know, you can imagine it's something they've thought about for ages, just because they. They don't sort of seem to say things by random. They choose very much what they what they say and just create the whole the whole. But the videos are brilliant. You know, like have you seen the video for Chez Longs? No. 
they're, they're kind of dressed up in these really weird, like, sort of... Oh, God, I'm not very good at talking about fashion. Like, really big, long, long flowing white dresses. And one of them has a, has a, a uh, hat over her head, so you don't see her face for the entire video. Oh. And they're sort of limping around in the country. It's really, Sa really good. Chaise lounge. Uh, Chaise long. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm looking in. They look amazing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar, you're a chair fan. fan uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's brilliant. I bought one. You <laughs> bought a chair finally for your flat? Yes, I bought a, a designer chair. I was not kidding when I said I'm obsessed <gasps> with Designer? It. Well, fake, like, uh, like refurbished, um, inspired designer chair. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. What about chaise lounge? Where do you stand? Um, I'm... Not only a chair lover, but a Taurus. So I love comfortable things and, and being cozy. And a chest lung is, is very comfortable yeah. and very cozy. Yeah. So I, 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 I will not them. consider myself successful until I manage to put a chaise long mm -hmm. in my house. Anyway. Um, do, do, do you want an incredible chaise longue fact? I yes. think it's a fact. I'm going to go with it as a fact. The French don't actually say chaise longue. What do they say? Sofa. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a French person say it to a British long. Maybe really? they do. Maybe they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I lived in France for two years, so it's not like, you know. Everyone's like, oh, and no, you the never... chaise longue. I mean, we did live in very small apartments, so no one had space for a, for a nice big sofa. But I don't think French people talk about chaise longue. No, it's just a natural thing. Like, you, 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 no, no, I don't know. I'm dry. Uh, sorry. Going back to wet leg. Oh, must we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I, I, my favorite lyric is I just need a bubble bath to send me on a higher path. I, that, and again, that just needs to be on a t-shirt. That is, that is a wine mum anthem uh, <laughs> or a wine mum sort of thing that, that, that you should tattoo on your leg, on your dry leg. Your leg. <laughs> <laughs> on your dry leg. Uh, who's the album produced? Was it produced uh, by... Hang on, I know it's released on Domino Records. Yes. So they're going to get back up, you know. So I think this is the kind of record that younger people like teenagers will listen to and in 10 years time they will talk about it like we talk about our Nevermind by Nirvana or something. I don't know. It's like, yes. I think it's a record that might get kids into bands. I, before saying, before you said we would do um, Wet Leg as al album of the week, I, and you already played Chess Long in a... Mm. I'm always a, playing it. Yeah. I love them. I uh, and I got into them because you played that song that day. So I, guess I listened to your recommendations, and and then suddenly uh, they uh, uh, I got a few TikToks playing "Too Late Now," which is the last song of the album. Mm -hmm. um, on TikTok, like the people using this song like naturally, not like forced in a mm. in a way that they they made it like a, a, a dance move or something. But people using it like as a background. Um, song mm -hmm. and I loved it and and it it gets like in a a side of TikTok like more like indie TikTok but like you said uh, I think teenagers will really enjoy teenagers or young people or people like, because they are before the album is out they are already like super into it like mm. too late now is trending on a side of TikTok so there is an indie TikTok mm -hmm. and are yeah. there young people in this indie TikTok yeah but, but young people are on TikTok like it's, that's well, yeah. all, there's a lot of old people. It's, yeah, old people are starting to inf yeah, but, infiltrate and ruin it. But too late now, it's like <laughs> indie kids, um, like in their early 20s or late teens, um, like doing stuff like just being in the room and, and painting or, or putting on outfits. And they have um, too late now on as background. Ah, one thing, though, I saw a capture of the video for your mum and Ben. You know what instantly came to mind? No. There's, a, there's an image of two of them, right? Yeah. Shampoo. Uh oh. Oh my we're word. We're in trouble. I know. I hate bringing that reference in. There was a there was a one hit wonder kind of band in the nineties called mm. Shampoo, two girls. And they had this I, I think I, I uh, uh One Hit Wonder, what about yeah. We Are the Mega Babes? Oh I never heard that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I mean the, the the song that crossed over outside of the UK was uh, Trouble <laughs> by Shampoo. Um I wonder what they're up to now. Can I say, like, I somebody described Wet Leg. I right, I love Wet Leg, as, yeah. as, as you know, because I've been going on about them for a while. And somebody, and I wish it was me, um, described them in what I think is the perfect way. They are the perfect blend of disaffected and horny. <laughs> Which just sounds exactly right. And isn't that what, like... It sounds you know, like something I would like to listen to. Well, you've enjoyed listening to this, haven't yes. you? Yeah, yeah, but if uh, someone just said this phrase and I didn't know them, that would totally sell it to me. Also, that feels like quite a TikTok mixture, you know, disaffected and horny. 
Ew. In a non-derogatory way, like we don't mean it like oh, that's on TikTok, like um, no, no, for sketchy, think... but in a good TikTok way, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm on board. <laughs> also, like I found, like I really like the album. Look, I look at the notes. I've got notes. Oh, all highlighted right, notes. and highlighted notes. Yeah. Bring them. Um, I thought it was a lot more uh, spread out emotionally than I expected. Like, because I kind of like new Chazlongs, and it's like you know really big and funny and kind of mm-hmm. up for dancing but like there are some like really there's some really angry songs and there are some like kind of really quite painful songs as well um like uh your mum for example kind of feels like a bit like kind of quiet fu- it is funny but there's kind of a quiet fury uh behind it uh as as we said in that kind yeah. of first line um and i don't want to go out i thought it was quite painful you know it kind of actually felt like not they're actually talking, you know, there's this other side, other side of them that is, you know, away from this kind of funny side. And it kind of, I, I just thought it really worked really well. It's got all the sort of 90s references that I that I love, like Pixies, Throw Muses, Bit of Blur, that kind of thing. But it still sounds modern, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit like Biba Doobie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Biba Doobie came to mind. But funnier, right? I mean, yeah. Biba Doobie's yeah. great, but like not... Yeah, she doesn't intend to be funny, and and I think they have this like quirky kind of side mm. of them that I really enjoy. Also, they said we found success once we decided we weren't going to try really hard, which I really like because they were in like all kinds of bands before that didn't quite work, like folk duo, I believe one of them was in, and then they sort of stopped trying so hard, and this came out really naturally, and I really like that because it's not yeah. like obviously they tried, obviously they've done really hard work, and it's not easy to do this kind of thing, but at the same time, there's something you can feel like that that's like that relaxedness coming out of it. It's just like, oh, this is what we're going to do. And it turns out what you want to do when you're all relaxed is absolutely brilliant. That That's how, I'm, that's what I'm focusing on, like to try and find it, this stage in my career. Like, what can I do the least? What? <laughs> how can I do less and get more from what, you know, like... You how already can I... have a bad start. You cannot aspire for more so exactly you can, that you're failing already no no so the, no i think i'm on the right path because I've, I've decided to kind of quit everything not quit i mean uh, <laughs> like just not work hard at everything and beat myself up even though you know it's like doing your thing without expecting yes like just doing what you feel but then you see people who really do who really are brilliant being effortless for instance, John Frusciante. I'm going to put this out there. I had to, I listened to the last Red Hot Chili Peppers album, and Ben, I'm not going to get you that take you down that rabbit hole. But it's like you can really see Anthony Kiedis works really hard at trying to get lyrics and stuff. They all sound the same, but um, the, sorry for that. And then all of a sudden, John Frusciante is like, you know what? I'm going to make a warpy kind of drum and bassy electronic album in my free time, and it's amazing. And I'm going to go back to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and play guitar, and it's like super ama- Like his, it's super good quality. And it's like, bastard, it's one of these people that everything they do, they do with panache, with with grace, whereas other people really, really have to block out and leave things so that to create the illusion that they're brilliant at it. So what are we all going to be doing Friday the 3rd of June? It, tell, please tell me what leg are playing. Wet leg are playing. Primavera Sound. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go there? Yeah. Friday. Yes. And apparently they're up for an interview as well. Yeah. Oh, well, no, no, sorry. Not, we haven't got that confirmed, but they up for like, uh, I think having their set being recorded so they might be up for an interview sorry I really didn't want to get ahead of myself we would love them to come for an interview yeah, yeah, please never. do okay well thank you for listening this was another wonderful episode of the weekly review we leave you with another cut from our album of the week this is Wet Leg
Estás escuchando Radio Primavera Sound. Proudly presented by Kukra. Kukra. 